Welcome everyone to the first ever episode of the Double Take Podcast. I'm Nicole Norse. And I'm Audrey Norse. And we are identical twins, hence the title of our podcast, Double Take. We are from Newport Beach, California. We are USC student athletes and we are on the women's beach volleyball team. This podcast is a component of Uncut Los Angeles, which is a nonprofit media platform that we helped co-found at USC. So basically at Uncut, we publish athlete written and directed stories and content. And our mission is to give our readers and viewers insight into Division I college athletics through the perspective of the athlete. This by far has been the most exciting and rewarding project that we've ever been a part of because we are changing the way student athletes are being portrayed by traditional media and by their peers in general. Yeah. And as a student athlete my, myself, I have noticed and experienced firsthand that in general, college student athletes across the board are usually limited to one dimension, which is just being an athlete. But there's so much more that lies beneath the surface. And with Uncut, we can uncover that. We are really excited about this podcast because it's actually part of a new initiative set to launch called Uncut Amplified. And Uncut Amplified will be a component of Uncut that includes a weekly newsletter, an updated profile of all of our featured athletes, as well as some really cool podcasts. So for this first episode, we basically just want to share our journey, what brought Audrey and I to USC and what it's like being twins. One, being twins has just been so amazing and honestly the best thing in the world. It's such a huge blessing. Basically, you have a built-in best friend who is always with you 24-7. And if we're not with each other and spend a day apart, it honestly feels really weird. It does. (laughs) We get some separation anxiety. Um, But it's just been such a blast being able to do life with, with my twin sister. And we are so close. But that's kind of how it's always been. Like we, as a twin, you're pretty inseparable. I remember one time when we were little, and I don't know if this was in preschool or kindergarten or something. I think it was in kindergarten. Kindergarten. And Audrey was sick from from school, so she got to stay home. And it was such a bummer for me because I didn't have my partner in crime. So I remember sitting at school. I was really bored. And I remember there was this like big commotion around this trash can because I guess this kid Johnny, which yes, his name's Johnny. I'm not just saying, I guess Johnny had like thrown up or something and everyone was crowding around it. And I happened to be one of the kids and I was kind of buckled over and holding my stomach. I guess I saw an opportunity or something. And immediately this teacher came up to me and she said, are you feeling, are you feeling well? Are you feeling okay? And I said, you don't um, know. <laughs> I'm not feeling too well. And she said, are you sick? And I, I slowly nodded innocently. And I absolutely was not sick. Yeah, I was no, totally fine. Um, but I ended up, long story short, I got sent home and I got to spend the rest of the day with my twin, which was amazing for me. But that just kind of goes to show that's kind of how it's always been. To this day, we still kind of get separation anxiety. <laughs> I mean, that's why we ended up playing beach volleyball. Not the fact that we get separation anxiety, but just the fact that we love to to play sports with each other. We grew up playing every single sport you could think of. You know, anything from we, we played golf, tennis, soccer, volleyball, basketball, swimming, a little bit of water polo, softball. softball. <laughs> um, that one didn't stick, but <laughs> we played every sport you could think of. And we ended up narrowing it down to two each. Yeah. I played soccer and volleyball and Nick played basketball and volleyball. And then eventually we both just decided that we wanted to play beach volleyball because there's only two people on the court. So 
it's just you and that other person, it was, it was and perfect. it's perfect for us because we just rely on rely on each other and have such a blast doing it. Well, a big thing why this sport's actually really perfect for us as twins um, is because I'm left-handed, Nicole, and Audrey's right-handed. So in our sport, that's actually a huge asset, and it's really helped our game. Um, but yeah, it's that that kind of brought us to USC. Uh, of course, the academics were huge attraction. We take school really seriously, so um, that was obviously a plus but it's been it's been a a huge privilege for us to be able to continue to play together at at a high level especially in college division one athletics it's it's a dream come true for sure and honestly this sport has brought us so many things i mean how many how many we've traveled to so many countries for even now as young as we are yeah we've traveled to i'm trying to think five or six countries outside the u.s to to play in beach volleyball tournaments which is just amazing and a big thank you to my mom for flying all over the world with us there and never failing to miss a game yeah shout out mom um let's see where do we go we've been to France, we've been to Brazil, Malaysia, Cambodia, Cambodia, India, and Spain. Spain. Yeah, so that was, I mean, it's just been such a blessing to have a sport that takes you around the world um, to a lot of places that are third world places. It was very eye-opening for us, very eye-opening. It was eye-opening in a lot of ways. (laughs) I remember India was was one of those places that, um, well, we're never really going to forget it. (laughs) Yeah, India was crazy. Yeah, we ended up getting food poisoning, and we did the one thing that everyone told us not to do, which was drink their tap water. Yeah, we drank the water, <laughs> which is number one no-no, is not to drink the tap water. and In a foreign <laughs> third world country. Especially when you're playing in a high-level volleyball tournament. 95 degree weather. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. So we, we ended up, I mean, it, it wasn't our fault. We went downstairs for breakfast in our hotel, and and at the table, there was a a large jug, clear glass of water. So we thought, great, we can drink this. No. (laughs) (laughs) And that night, oh my gosh, that was terrible. We were just taking turns at the toilet. I think we lost like maybe three pounds in one night. Yeah, it was was terrible all through the night. And then we woke up, could barely get out of bed and walk across the room, (laughs) and then we had to go... Try to play a match in 95 degree weather, ended up forfeiting the match, and then had to play in a single elimination match to stay in the tournament later that night. Luckily, we won that match. We ended up getting fifth in the tournament. So it, it wasn't all bad, but that was definitely an unforgettable Let's experience. It made, it made However, very one interesting. That it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's luckily we that was the one time that we've gotten food poisoning on one of those trips. But we've learned a lot. And I guess one thing, you know, a lot of these countries that we've been to, the tournaments have been held in third world countries. And it's been a very humbling experience for us because you kind of see the the difference in lifestyle and the the way of living that that people go through and you get to see what they're thankful for it's a lot different than what we've grown up around um so it was just really a a privilege to see you know what the rest of the world is like and what people are really going through and it puts a lot of things in perspective and we we left with really full hearts um a great newfound sense of gratitude and that's something that you know we can positively take away too from all those trips it it was really fantastic um I feel like too I mean obviously playing a little bit of international it's just a taste of of hopefully what's to come but I feel like that helped us with our competition come USC as well yeah yeah I, I I would agree with that we we came in and transitioned pretty smoothly into USC I would say um well <laughs> that's that's a 
kind of a broad statement. I think upon arrival, it was definitely a bit of a slap in the face um, in terms of of lifting and the practice demand and everything that that comes along with college athletics. But overall, I think when we got to to play time, we we were pretty equipped. Um, And then COVID hit. And that was a bummer, (laughs) to say the least, for everyone. Um, It was a bummer. But I mean, for our team in particular, a lot of good came out of that. Yeah. Our coaches did an amazing job acquiring new talent, getting just really good grad transfers. And honestly forming a super team <laughs> and luckily we were a part of that and we were we've just been able to grow so much and learn from all these amazing teammates around us not just older teammates but younger teammates too coming in i mean we are just surrounded by such great girls and the relationships that we've made they're going to last forever so i mean it's just been awesome to say the yeah, least it's been amazing and um i think even though we are coming off to national championship seasons which for us, it's everything that we've dreamed of yeah. since we were little. That was the that was a bucket li- that was a, on our list of things to accomplish. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think even beyond that, I think we're really just most grateful for the relationships. Yeah, it's been just amazing and more than you know we could have ever imagined. Um, but that's that's kind of how we we got into the sport and our journey to USC. Some of the stuff that we've done recently. So now we're gonna switch gears. And do some Q&A. My sister and I have a joint Instagram page. At Beach Volleyball Twins. That's a shout out. <laughs> shameless, shameless plug. Um, so we, we have a joint Instagram page. And we just shouted out to all of our followers. Asking them what they wanted to hear from us on this podcast. So we have a couple questions that we're going to answer here. The first one is, let's see. How do you manage injuries and the comeback to the sand? That. That's a really good question, and it's one that really hits home, especially for Audrey and I, because the past year, we've both had to deal with pretty major injuries for the first time in our athletic careers, and it, but it, it's explain, so explain random. Those, explain those injuries. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really random. So we both sustained injuries and bone bruises uh, to basically the outside of our elbows, so we both have elbow injuries, and it's literally in the exact same spot. So our the first MRIs that we each individually took, I took mine six months after my sister, identical MRIs. Bone bruises on our capitulum, or whatever it was. Capitulum. Very Sorry, random. capitulum. And it's very uncommon. You never hear of it in beach volleyball. However, my sister and I happened to... I guess, you know, you got injured and, and I just had to do, to do the same because we're twins. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. But yeah. anyway, we, we, we've both suffered the same injury. Nicole, it being about a year and a half and for me the last year. And it's honestly the hardest thing that I've ever had to go through and the hardest thing that my sister's ever had to go through. But I think what helped us come out of that stronger is that we had each other. And just the support and love that we have for each other just allowed us to push through. And not only that, but our faith in Christ as well really brought us out of that hard time um, and ultimately made us stronger. Yeah, you really have to be psychologically, you know, whatever you believe in, you really have to be grounded and you really have to to look yourself in the mirror and be able to stay firm and and willing to to trust the process of getting better because it's really hard to do. It's really hard. Um, and and then, sometimes you have to accept the fact that your body needs time. And and if, I mean, for me, it, it took longer than I thought it would to heal. And 
I had a hard time believing that my body would heal again. And you have to believe in yourself. That's where the confidence comes in and where you can't you can't give up in that sense. Yeah. And then obviously you, you have those physical factors, right? So it's putting in the work in the training room, making sure that you're doing all of the exercises possible to get stronger, to strengthen, to get better. It's I also being a good teammate, showing up to yeah. practice because even though you're injured, you still have a role on the team yeah. in most sports. So it's it's interesting. Even though you may not be playing, there's actually a whole lot that you can do when you're injured. Uh, you just have to be really proactive. It's it's difficult, but you learn a lot from it. You learn a lot from yourself, and I think you become better for it. Yeah, I agree. All right, next question. And peop- a lot of people ask this question. They want to know what the recruiting process was like for us. So our recruiting process was a little bit unique different than most Mm -hmm. because my sister and I went through high school and and being recruited kind of as a package deal because we've been partners ever since we started playing beach volleyball at the age of 10 or 11 and now we're 21 and we're still playing together so we were a package deal um and throughout the recruiting process we just we had to be very proactive yeah I think that's the biggest thing is that as the athlete yourself you have you have to put the first step forward and you have to make that initial contact. And then you have to keep that contact consistent Send with, out with film, your coaches. Tournament results, attend attending all of the beach camps, just kind of putting yourself on the radar of college coaches. It just gives you that much more exposure, a better chance to be looked at. Um, I would say, though, truly one of the biggest things that, that you can develop while you're young in high school being recruited is your work ethic. Because when college coaches are are looking to add to their program, they're seeing the type of people that fit the mold of their program. They want to see what you're going to bring to the table when you get to that college. Yeah. So when you're being recruited, we've, we've found that it's not solely about your talent, but it's about who you are as a person and what your work ethic is. And all of which impacts your potential. Coaches are looking at not who's the best player right now. How is this player going to be in three, what, two, three, four years when they come to my program? And what gets you there? That's your right. work ethic. So they're looking for put- potential. And if you have that work ethic, if you have that drive, you're motivated, you're a good candidate. Absolutely. Next question. So <laughs> this is a question we have to answer because a family friend asked it, and it's, it's just funny. Um, so one of our family friends asked, do you eat junk food? And yes, absolutely. We do eat junk yes, food. Yes, we do eat junk food. While we eat very healthy, we also do eat junk food. We love ice cream. That is my go-to it's junk food. kryptonite. <laughs> We love ice cream. It's it's funny. People who get know it from us, my dad. Yeah. He has ice cream every night. <laughs> People who know us know that we are huge foodies. Um, we have our own food Instagram page. So food Instagram by twins. Pages. If you want to go check it out. No, it's it's actually a passion of ours. We 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 love to enjoy not the Instagram but the food. Food. We love to and <laughs> we love to enjoy good food and as athletes we've really learned over the years that it's really important that you're fueling your body appropriately and that what you put in your body is going to fuel you for success because it really impacts how you play how you feel how much endurance you have whether you're going to last especially in a sport like ours where it's very cardio heavy you got to be able to last throughout matches and 
um, a big way to stay on top of that is making sure that you're eating right. Yeah, and, and my sister and I both have kind of gone through similar food journeys, if you will, um, and and just going through some struggles there. We've One thing that, that I've realized is that as a D1 athlete or just any athlete working out as much as we are, you're not fueling to look good. You're fe- you're fueling to feel good. I'll just I'll say that again. You're not fueling to look good. You're fueling to feel good, and that means you're feel you're fueling to feel good on the court when you're playing. You're fueling so that you can perform well, and you can perform to the best of your ability without getting tired, without feeling fatigue, without feeling like you're gonna fall over, because ultimately food is fuel. You need it. You need it to function. And we've we've really come to terms with that. And that's something I think that's that, something that athletes deal with all the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's hard to look a certain way, the way that that the world expects you to look as a young female athlete. But we're athletes. You kind of have to champion, you know, the strength and and, and all of that, yeah. because yeah. that's what allows you to perform. And that's what at the end of the day allows you to feel feel good. Yeah. Long story short. Yes. We do like junk food, but we do take our our, our food and, and what we eat super serious seriously because we think that that it makes a huge difference in our performance. It does. It does. All right, let's, All right, let's do we move have time on. for one more. Let's one see. more. Let's see. Last question that I think we have time for today is as a twin who played with my sister, do you ever have bad days and get irritated with your twin? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> 110% all the time. After 10 years of training with each other, playing with each other, we still get on each other. And we're 21 years old. We're not 10 years old anymore. <laughs> it's inevitable. But I will say that, you know, we've learned a lot and we've come a long way from, long, from long where way. we started. A long way. I mean, we would, when we were younger, we would leave most most tournaments we would leave the beach in tears because we were arguing so much I think with each other every tournament when we were 12 <laughs> we loved crying i think so too because we hated to honestly we hated losing more than we love winning and i think that may still be the case but at that point when we were a lot younger we just we just <laughs> it kind of ripped tur- on each turned other. us away from the sport a little bit yeah, we, when we were really young it wasn't our favorite thing yeah. to, to be you know cuz you put yourself in that position, you're a little vulnerable, and we obviously know what's going to make the other mad. So We know how just, to push each other's buttons. We know just what to say, yeah, it and ended we up, still do to this day. Right. But the point of that is, to this day, we, we, we know what's constructive, and we know what doesn't help. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, with with arguing with any sibling, um, it, it teaches you a great deal of conflict resolution. And yeah. especially in sports, you just don't have the time to argue. You don't. You really don't. And and because of that, when my sisters and I start arguing, we look at each other. We know what's happening. We know what road we're about to go down. We know what the result is. So instead of going down that road, we look at each other and we say, okay, truce. And we shake hands firmly and that's it. Yep. And and five minutes later, we're laughing like like it never happened. That's the thing with the arguments, though, Audrey, is because we'll be arguing over something so intensely, and then literally 10 seconds later, we'll be cracking up laughing yeah, over yeah. something else. I think, yeah. So. They anyway. just don't last. Yeah, <laughs> the arguments do not last that long. But, of course, I mean, it's, we, we do, we do still argue to this day, but our just, our advice is just to 
to work through it and really understand that what you have with your sister can be really, really powerful if you harness it appropriately and if you know how to take constructive criticism and if you know how to communicate well and work together that, that's going to benefit the both of you. And I think we've learned that in the Definitely. past. It's taken like five to ten years, but we're still <laughs> getting there. Yeah. Yeah. We're still maturing. All right. I think that's all the questions we have for today. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you're still on, we really appreciate you. Moving forward, this podcast is going to feature some athletes at USC. For this first episode, we wanted to kind of let you guys know who we are and our journey and our background. But moving forward, we are super excited to talk and learn from other athletes and alumni um, at USC. So it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned.